Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 111 of the People Powered Business Podcast. It is great to have you here today. I hope you're enjoying the weather wherever you are and whatever you're up to as you're listening to this episode, whether you're out for a walk, driving in the car, catching this at your desk. I hope you're having a wonderful day. It's great to have you here. Now, today I want to share with you three ways to create clarity for your team that's also going to help your business. Clarity is such an important topic, and I realized when searching back through the archives of the last 110 episodes, it's not something we've actually done an episode on, which, to be honest, shocked me because I talk about it all the time. And if you're part of our People Powered HR community or you've heard me talk about that before, it is something we focus on quite a lot because clarity really, when it comes to business generally, but certainly when it comes to our team as well, is king. Because if we're not clear about where we're going, we're certainly not going to figure out a way to get there. Or we'll take the spirally, confusing, long way around rather than the quickest, most efficient, most direct path to where we want to get to. And we know that about running a business and we can forget that about running a business sometimes. But when it comes to our team, I really don't think that we give clarity enough attention and enough time and the recognition that it deserves in terms of how it can really help to propel our team forward. So firstly, I guess I want to start with a few things. Let's have a chat about why clarity is actually important to our team, because I think we have this misconception that if we're really clear, maybe that means we're being bossy or rude or difficult, but it's not the case. I also want to chat about why clarity is so good for business generally, um, because it can be easy to get lost along our way in our business journey. And as I said, I want to share with you three really simple ways that you can create clarity right now that's going to be great for your team. And most importantly, that's going to result in great things for your business. So how does that sound? Let's dive in. Firstly, I want to chat to you about why it's important for our team. What is it that our team actually want from us and how is clarity related to that? Here's the thing, and I know I've shared this here on the podcast before. Fundamentally, our people only want a few key things from us. We think it's far more complicated and sure, there are some nuances and some bits and pieces, but at the core, at the heart of it, what people really want is a few key things. Our people want to know very clearly, very clearly, what we expect from them, what's expected from them. And in a very clear manner, they want to know that. They don't want to, they don't want to have some sort of fuzzy interpretation of what's expected from them. They want to know exactly what it is that we expect from them. They also want to know how they're going against those expectations. So are they doing well? Are they not doing well? They actually want to know that. And of course, they want to know what the future holds. What path am I on here? And there's lots of different ways that we can offer that to our employees. But I think it's important to remember that our people actually want clarity. 
They do want to know what it is that we want from them. And so often when I'm speaking to business owners and we'll have a conversation that runs along the lines of they're just not getting the job done, they're not doing what we expect. And my first response is, how, how do they know what you expect from them? You know, is there a position description? Have you had the conversation? And we kind of think they can read our minds because it's obvious, right? You know, if you're taking on that job, you should know what that's about. No, no, our people can't read our minds, which I know sounds slightly bizarre. And of course, to an extent, they should have some clue about the role they're accepting. But if we haven't really clearly articulated to them what it is that we expect from them, then in fact, we're doing them a disservice. Now, I've mentioned a quote from Brene Brown here on the podcast before, and it runs like this, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. So as bosses and as business owners, we generally, most of us, are actually nice people, and we want to be nice to the people on our team. But sometimes in doing that, we actually are not very clear because we get into this kind of feeling that being direct, being clear, articulating exactly what we expect and need is bossy or overbearing or too direct or you don't want to come off harsh. But here's the thing, when we aren't direct and we aren't clear, that's when we are being unkind to our people because we're asking them to figure it out themselves. We're asking them to meet expectations that we're not being clear about. We're asking them to read our minds. So I want to assure you, if you're one of these people that finds it tricky to articulate your expectations because of this fear of not wanting to come across as rude or bossy or mean, you don't need to worry about that. You, you actually will find your people will respond really well to you clearly articulating what it is that you expect and need from them. Because that doesn't mean that you're being mean. It actually means that you're being kind. So I think we need to just dispel this whole myth that just because our employees do want autonomy and they want some control over their roles, that is all true. That doesn't mean that they want to be left completely to their own devices and not given any sense of clarity about what's expected from them. So I want to dispel that myth first because I know that's where we can get caught up, especially for some of us business owners, we, we can really stumble there. But I secondly want to touch on why clarity is such an important and essential tool for business. When we don't have clarity, we don't have focus. And like with anything that we do in life and in business, you and I both know that unless we are clear on what, we, what it is we're trying to achieve, the end goal the next big milestone, a big vision, we've got no chance of actually getting there or or we've got far less a chance of getting there. We might get there, but will we get there as quickly, as directly, as succinctly as we could have? Of course not. You picture in your mind a straight line on a piece of paper. Point A is where you are now. Point B is where you want to be next. When you're crystal clear and completely focused and very, very sure about what point B looks like, you can find the most direct path to there. But when you aren't clear, when it's a bit fuzzy, when you're not focused, you may still get there, but you will have gone all over that page in all the circles and all the roundabouts, back and forward, up and down, before you eventually get there. Now, that doesn't sound like such a fun journey to me. I don't know about you, but I like 
fast, direct journeys. And whilst, of course, in business, there are times that we go on that roller coaster and we take a little spiral, a little detour, when we get our focus back and get our clarity back, we can get back on the right path. I find in the experience that I've got, not only in my business and my businesses, but the businesses I work with, when we lose clarity, that's when the wheels start to fall off. And I can think back to my own experience in terms of a great example of this. When I first started my consultancy practice, quite some years ago now, about 16 years ago, um, I was very clear. I was abundantly clear about what it was that I was doing. I quit a very safe, very well-paying, nice cushy job in a large business, international business, because I saw an opportunity in the market to provide a very specific recruitment service, it was at the time. And I quit that job and had my new business opened within a week, one week. And within that one week, because I had clarity, I had very certain clarity about what service I was going to be providing, my key, I guess, values and differentiating factors about what I was offering compared to what was in the market because I had seen the gap and very clearly had identified that. And this was not something I should say that I spent months and months or even years preparing for. I made the decision in the week before I actually did (laughs) did the resignation. But I got that clarity. And when you've got that clarity, things can happen really fast. And, And it feels easier too. So I quit the job, I spent the week of my notice period, I I wrote an entire policies and procedures manual, I don't know, I'm not sure I really needed that, but anyhow, I had templates for every possible form I was going to need, because this was 16 years ago, not everything was quite so tech tech savvy. I had a logo designed by a friend of mine who was a graphic designer, of course I had the business name, I'd registered the business name, I'd registered the company, Um, had the accountant lining up all that side of things, I had rented an office space, uh, and I had started developing marketing collateral. Obviously, I'd set up an email, I had the website, you know, that came a little bit later. But I had clarity. It was so simple to roll out that plan because I had the clarity of exactly what I was creating and where I was going. Now, that business was very successful by all the measures. I outgrew the first office in the first six months, outgrew the second office in the first two years. I hired my first staff member two or three two or three months, I think, into having the business. Um, Profitability-wise, we were growing 30% plus year on year, starting big clients, opening new divisions, and it grew at that rate, at that capacity for probably five or six years because I had clarity about what it was I was creating. I then went through a bit of a period where all the busyness of running that business and the growth that was going on, whilst I was very clear about the financial growth and the goals, and I was very across my numbers, I became less clear about what it was we were offering. The offer got a little bit muddied because I was growing new divisions and adding things on constantly. And the clarity did get lost, I will absolutely admit. And that is when wheels did start falling off and we had to do a bit of a reshuffle and and realign things. And I had to get clear about what the next thing looked like and what I wanted to do with that business from that point on, and it did look different. And so we had to make change. But my point is, when we get so heavy in the weeds of doing our business, running our business, managing our team, I had a team of about 10 or 15 people at that time, um, we can start to lose sight 
and, and lose clarity. And because things change and we haven't taken the time to stop and reset and re-clarify for ourselves where we're going next, that's when things start to fall apart. And you will have seen that, I'm sure, in your business if you've experienced that as well. And you may have seen it in other businesses. And it can happen in those times, those phases of growth, when our teams hit a certain size. I see this a lot when we hit some businesses hit a little rocky patch at about six or seven staff where things start to need to be reclarified and realigned. Certainly 11 staff is a, is a constant challenge point. And then again, as we hit the high teens, 25, 30 plus, 50 plus, and so on. There's all these little teething points that when we hit those, and it can be very easy to just bounce back and become small again. But that's not what we need to do. We just need to get clear in different ways about what it is we're doing next. And so I thought I'd share with you some of the ways that you could create clarity right now that is going to be really beneficial for your team, beneficial for you as the leader, as the business owner, and beneficial, importantly, for your business. So would you like to know what these three ways to create clarity are right now? Okay, the first way is to create clarity with your structure. And I'm talking about effectively an organizational chart, which for most of you as small business owners, you're going to say, oh, I don't really have one of those. That's okay. But by creating some form of a structure with your team, you will find it immensely far more easier to see how growth can be achieved, to see where you've got gaps whether it be skills or resourcing gaps, to see where you might have some surplus and to see what you need to do next when it comes to your team. Now, inside People Powered HR, we teach an exercise called the Clean Slate Exercise. And in fact, I have had conversations with many members in the last couple of months about the Clean Slate Exercise. And I was on a call just a day ago, in fact, when at the time of recording with one of our brand new members and also a listener to the podcast. So hello to the of you listening. And she said, I think I need to do that clean slate exercise. And she was absolutely right. The stage her business is at, this is the time to do that exercise. And many of our members do this exercise once a year, which is a great, um, I guess, little rhythm to be in. But you always want to do this exercise when you're lacking clarity, because it gives you clarity. When you're experiencing growth, when things are just not flowing as they should with, the, with your team, this is the first exercise I recommend that you do. Now, we did cover this exercise in some detail back in episode 22 of the podcast, so we'll link to that in today's show notes. But in, a, in essence, doing the clean, clean slate exercise involves you taking a blank piece of paper. I like to do this on a big whiteboard. Um, some of our members use a mind mapping software. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to do this, but it's basically about creating, firstly, a clean slate to work with. And what you're doing is effectively creating your ideal structure, not the structure you've got right now, your ideal structure, in order to be able to deliver the product services, um, fulfill on client obligations that exist in your business right now, what does the resourcing ideally need to look like? The hardest part of this exercise is about forgetting about your current team for a moment because we get into the habit of saying, well, we've got that position. I don't want you to do that. I want you to forget about your current positions. I want you to look at what does the ideal resourcing model look like for your business right now. Now, there is a process of future 
going in the future on that as well. But for now, to create clarity for right now, I encourage you to design your ideal structure. Now, that takes a bit of effort. There is a little bit of brain dumping and sorting things out into the right categories, who, what tasks should sit together and those kind of things. And once you've done that, you bring your existing team back effectively into your mindset and lay them over this, this brand new structure you've created. And you'll start to see where people fit. You'll have people that fit perfectly into a role in this, the ideal structure. So you may have someone that is your bookkeeper and works three days a week in your business. And you, in your ideal structure, you, you've recognized that um, a part-time, you know, 25 hours a week is what you need to get your accounts done. So that person sits in perfectly. Conversely, you may have customer service, you know, dealing with incoming customer inquiries, orders processing, that kind of thing. That might be a thing in your business. And as part of your clean slate exercise, you've realized that you need two full-time people to be able to really get that done properly. And as you bring back your current team members, you have one full-time and one casual or part-time person. That's okay. Lay them over the top, but recognize you have a gap there. You have a gap of maybe 0.5 of a headcount because that's you're going to need to focus on that next. And possibly you have some surplus. Maybe you've always had a receptionist in your business. And as part of your ideal resourcing model, you've realized that We don't really need a receptionist. We need someone to do these other things and maybe answer some phones, but really it's not a receptionist role anymore. So when you bring back your current team and overlay them over your new model, you'll realize that actually you've got someone you're paying full time that you don't need in that capacity. And that's some surplus. Once you have that clarity about where you've got gaps and where you've got surplus, your next hiring decisions, your decisions about what you're doing with employees that you have surplus with, become a thousand times easier. And when you're looking at the fact that we need more people, we need more resources, you're going to be much more clear about what those resources should be having done this exercise. Now, it doesn't mean that with a magic wand, everything's going to get fixed overnight. I can't promise that, unfortunately. But by having that clarity, the next steps moving forward are going to become so much more clear and therefore more targeted and therefore more successful. And that's going to be good for business. So the clean slate exercise is the first thing I recommend you do to create clarity right now. The second thing I recommend you do is to clarify roles and responsibilities by taking a look at your position descriptions. Now, we've covered off position descriptions a couple of times here on the podcast before, back in episode 7 and episode 48. Again, I'll link to those in today's show notes. Position descriptions, in my mind, are the king of all HR documents. They are your best friend when it comes to performance management, but they are also your best friend when it comes to creating that clarity that your staff crave. If you have not looked at your position descriptions for a long time, this is the time to do that. If you took one thing from today's episode, it would be to review your position descriptions. If you don't have them in place, I urge you to get cracking on that task. Now, the good news for you is if you don't have position descriptions right now, You don't have to create these from scratch. You can get your team to help with this simply by asking them to do a brain dump of all the tasks that they do on a weekly, fortnightly, daily, monthly basis. That is the starting point for your position descriptions. And if you go back and listen to episodes 7 and 48, you'll get some more intel about what should be included. But having a position description which clearly identifies responsibilities, reporting lines, duties, 
and even better, key performance indicators. That is a gift to your employees. That creates complete clarity for them about what it is that they need to be focused on. What does what does success, I should say, look like in their roles? So position descriptions, reviewing them or creating them is the second way you can create clarity right now. And the third way to create clarity right now is to clarify for your team how each of them can contribute to your organizational goals through a strategy meeting or a team meeting. These are so, so powerful. When I had my consultancy practice, we would do a couple of these each year. We would do one huge strategy day at the beginning of the year, every year, and we would do quarterly sort of mini catch-ups on those strategy days. And they are so incredibly valuable in not only you communicating to the team what your big goals are and big objectives, because they, they actually want to know that, they need to know that, but also how does their role fit into that? What are their big objectives that are going to help drive you towards your particular goals and objective? How are you weaving this in? Even better, how can you align this with their big personal objectives, their career objectives? Having these kind of strategy sessions and meetings with your team really helps bed in that culture of we're all in this together and this is what we're focused on, but it also gives your team complete clarity about what we're trying to achieve as a business and what I'm trying to achieve in my role to help us get there. This is how I'm contributing, adding value, being part of the solution. They really, really love this kind of thing and it's so valuable to help them see how they're contributing to that and getting their input in that process as well, getting their buy-in. As I mentioned with the position descriptions, this might mean about creating key performance indicators if you don't have them in your PDs already. But giving them that stru- that forum to have these conversations, so important in creating clarity. So to summarize, our team want clarity from us. Being clear is actually kind. Being unclear is unkind, as Brené Brown points out. Without clarity, our business wheels start to fall off. Without clarity about how, where we want to go, how we're going to get there, and a huge part of that is what our team needs to look like. And the three things that you can do right now to help get clarity in your business is to do the clean slate exercise, create a clear organizational structure, even if there is only three of you. Look at your position descriptions, make sure they're accurate and up to date. And if you don't have them, create them now. They are your bestest, bestest friend. And have a strategy, have a strategy session, I should say, with your team. Make very clear to them what your organizational goals are for the next quarter, six months, 12 months, whatever works for you. And make it very clear and get their buy-in about how they're contributing to that. What are their key goals and objectives for the next quarter, six months, 12 months? to help you achieve your organizational goals. I guarantee you implementing at least one of those things is going to deliver clarity and clarity truly is king when it comes to running a successful team. I really hope you found that information valuable today and you can take at least one of those and implement them into your business. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, I would so appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, I think most are listening on Apple Podcasts, whether you're listening there, Spotify, 
wherever you're finding this episode, I would truly appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to leave us a rating or review because it lets other people know that this might be a great podcast for them as well. All right, that is it for me for this week. I hope you've enjoyed that episode. I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the People Powered Business Podcast. Take care.